I'm fine. I am. I apologize. It's totally my fault, but I'm here. Are you okay? That's what matters. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. 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 <laughs> so before we start, I just want to say, Crystal, thank you for accepting my invitation to come on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Oh, sure. Thank you for inviting me. Your problem. No problem. Um, so we'll get right to it. So your first question is talk about your life story from your childhood all the way up to now. Wow. Okay. So I was born and raised in Gary, Indiana. And, um, I'm the oldest of three children. My father died when I was very young. I was almost five years old. So that left my mom, a single mom with three kids. And I mean, I must say, considering that we had a good, I had a good childhood. My mom made sure that we had experiences and, you know, educational experiences and that we traveled and that we, you know, did things and experienced things. So I don't feel like I was lacking um, in that way, of course, the absence of a father is, um, it's hard on any kind of, you know, on any kid. And, um, I never really, I'm, I'm figuring out now in my adulthood that that caused a level of trauma that was really never addressed until now, but right. anywho, um, so yeah, I'm the oldest of three kids. I've got a brother and a sister. I, uh, went to college in Atlanta and I decided to become a lawyer. So I have been practicing law. Oh my goodness. It's, I think it'll be about 22 years come in November. Nice. Yeah. So I've practiced in law. I'm also a certified health coach and I'm also a podcaster. I'm a mommy, um, you know, all of those things. So you're pretty much the total package. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I'm not trying to brag. She's like, you, you know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Well, I'm glad despite not having a five figure, you definitely turned out well and came out on the other side. So. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like we had, um, as kids, you know, my godfather was very instrumental in, in my life and, you know, we had uncles who, you know, were present and, and, you know, gave us that male figure when needed, but you know, it was still, um, growing up with a, without a father was still, it was hard. Um, I, I don't think any of us, my siblings and I, we didn't express a lot of emotion about it primarily we were so young right right and um also because i think uh we didn't want to we didn't want our mother to hurt so i know i personally held in a lot of emotions and feelings about what i you know the grieving i was experiencing because i was trying to protect her so it um yeah it's 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 hard on any kid yeah that's very true. So what made you as an adult 
have these feelings start to come out to the surface more than a kid. Obviously, besides protecting your mother, was there anything else? Or um, that made me start to explore these feelings. You know, yes. I'm gonna be honest because I've I've been fascinated lately since the pandemic with the the issue or the topic of trauma. So I've been just looking at how trauma has affected my, me personally, and I honestly. <laughs> For so long, I was like, I don't have any trauma. Um, and then I started to really pull back the layers and I realized, well, you know, when you, the death of my father, that was traumatic. And I had always carried a level of anger. I was always just angry. And I could never put my finger on why, really, like where it came from. And as I started to explore that, on my own and through therapy, I realized that a lot of that stemmed from, you know, the, the death of my dad. Right. Yeah. That definitely will do it. Like you said, um, you definitely been through a lot and it's crazy, especially as you get older, you sit down by yourself and you have a lot of time to think and certain things you won't think about come to the surface. Like, Oh wow. Why is this happening now? Right. Right. And, you know, we, I made excuses as to why that couldn't be trauma because, you know, I'm like, well, he died. It was no one's fault. You know, um, he had cancer. So, you know, it's not like, you know, someone, you know, like he was murdered or a terrible accident where I could blame someone. So I felt like I can't, that can't be trauma. And then I also didn't understand that all trauma is valid. Like I, it, because nothing catastrophic had happened to me. Like I know of people that, you know, parents were alcoholics or drug addicts or were violent, you know, that to me, I'm like, now that's trauma. But right. my stuff over here, this, this ain't really trauma. So I just kind of shoved it, you know, under the rug. Cause I'm like, no, that can't be trauma. But I've since realized all of it's valid. All trauma is valid, whether we consider it big, small, it's all valid. It's all trauma. I couldn't agree more. I'm sure he's proud of the woman you turned out to be as well, too. I I hope so. I'm sure he's turned over in his grave a few times by some of the stuff that I've done. <laughs> <laughs> but... Overall, I hope he's proud. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's my daughter. What can I say? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I try my best, God. I try my right, best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So your next topic is why is it important to avoid career burnout and how do you do it? Man, that's another thing like that. I didn't really figure out until late in life, but I will say this, you know, being a lawyer is a high stress career and I didn't know how to deal with the burnout and I burnout turned into anxiety turn into depression and I was a mess. So it is extremely important to practice self-care, take care of yourself 
And I'm, I'm glad to see that that's more of a message out there now, more than the whole just grind, 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 grind mentality, you know, um, but you got to take breaks. You got to take care of yourself. Your wellness is so important. And that's something I had, I learned late after, like I said, after I was burnt out and had anxiety and, and that's kind of how I got into health and fitness because I, I was an emotional eater. So I'm coming home from work every night. I'm eating up all the French fries and chicken wings I can find (laughs) drinking my glass of wine. And then I'm looking up and I'm X, I don't know how many pounds heavier. And so I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something about this. I'm, you know, I'm vain. I gotta get a personal trainer. So what I didn't know in, in hiring the personal trainer and, and getting in shape that the exercise would help me not only in the physical, but the mental. So that really helped me manage my stress. And, um, you know, once I, I became consistent with that, I, you know, I feel great. So find that thing to help you deal with the burnout to, to deal with the stress. Cause it's going to come. I mean, I'm, I can't sit here and say it won't ever come. It's even in the careers that you may love, it can come burnout can come, but you've got to find a way to practice wellness. And I definitely feel like that's important, especially as you get older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oftentimes I feel like we take things for granted in life, and especially our mental and physical. We can wear down if we just keep going and going and going without no rest. Yeah, and it, it sneaks up on you. It's like one day you're great, and then the next day you go to the doctor or or you're not feeling so great, you know? And, right. it, and, and it really doesn't sneak up on you. You know, it really <laughs> does take years. It's like simmering there, but you don't know it. And then boom, you know. It hits you like a ton of bricks. And it's like God pretty much saying to you, just sit down, just rest. It's okay. Yes, yes, yes. So your next question is, how do you stay fit and motivated after 40? Well, like I mentioned before, for me, it's really about the mental. Like when I go to the gym in the morning, I'm like working out stuff in my head. I'm, I'm, I'm lifting that weight, but I'm, I'm thinking, I'm planning my day. <laughs> I'm thinking about my schedule. I'm like, how can I navigate things? I'm praying. So for me, it's the mental and motivation. I mean, that comes and goes. It's you're not always going to be motivated. It has to be, you just have to be consistent, you know? Right. Like, I'm not, I don't know that I'm motivated to brush my teeth every day, but I know I got to do it, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how you have to look at whatever you you do to stay in shape. Like for me, I love lifting weights. If you love playing tennis, then do that. If you like taking a walk, do that, but just do it more often than not. Right, because some days are harder than others because not every day is going to be perfect. And some days you just got to push through, even right. though you don't want to do something. Right, exactly, exactly. 
So talk about your relationship with your siblings. How is it now that you guys are all adults and everything? Um, I think there's a level of mutual respect. You know, we've had our ups and downs too. My my brother and sister, they're really only about a year apart. And then I'm I'm three years older than my sister and four years older than my brother. So they were a little bit closer when we were children. Um, but now, you know, we, my brother, I went to Spelman college and I was, as I was finishing there, he was entering Morehouse. So we were both here in Atlanta and that gave us the opportunity to really, you know, become close in our relationship. Um, he's since, once he graduated from college, he moved to Japan (laughs) and he's been (laughs) living there ever since. Um, but, you know, we, we stay in contact and he's doing great. My sister now lives a little bit closer. She's in um, Tennessee. So we, you know, we have a mutual respect. And I think what really got me to see each of them in a different way is when we became parents, you know, and seeing right. my sister love on my daughter, her niece and vice versa. You know, that really changes the, the dynamics of your relationship and you, you get another perspective of your sibling and you, you get to love them in a different way. It's crazy how when you're close with your siblings, when you're young and then you get older, you start forming your own life and starting your families and stuff like that. It's like you're really getting to know each other all over again. Yes, yes. So that's very uh, interesting dynamic. So I'm uh-huh. glad you guys are still in touch with each other. So, yes. So talk about your first bikini competition. How was that experience? A nightmare. Oh, <laughs> do tell. <laughs> oh, boy. Um. Okay, so I think I mentioned when I first got in the gym, it was because I was overweight. Right. And um, I hired a trainer and I I got in shape really quickly. And um, I'm working out one day and he says, uh, or him or someone in the gym asked me if I was going to be in the competition. And I'm like, what competition? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, absolutely not, because I didn't know anything about that stuff. Right. And my trainer's like, well, you should maybe give it a try. And I'm like, oh, no, uh, no, absolutely not. So I don't know, a week or so later, a, a lady that w- was working out of the gym, she trained with a different trainer. My trainer points her out to me and he says, she's going to be in the, sh- in the con- I look at her, I'm like, she's going to be in it? <laughs> Well, sign me up. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Like, if she can do, like, do it, I can do it. Now, mind you, I had never even seen a competition. I didn't know what the hell I was signing up for. Okay. Right. Um, I practiced as much as I could, but still, I didn't know what was going on. And I was just like a deer in the headlights on the stage. Um, <laughs> and I swore. I would never do another one, but of course I did. But yeah, that was, that was kind of a, that was probably trauma right there. It was a trauma experience. (laughs) (laughs) 
But you know, you live and you learn. That's right. Trials and errors, man. <laughs> yes. Well, at least you were able to get through that whole situation. So that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So talk about your your podcast. What made you want to start your own? Um, well, back in uh, I think it was 2013, I started blogging. So I would write about health and fitness stuff and um I stopped because I accepted a new position and I just felt like I can't, it was very difficult trying to do so much, be a mom, be a lawyer, be a blogger, be a health coach. So I said, I got to drop this. So in really late 2019, I, I started the, the urge came back for me to start blogging again. But I said, maybe I'll, I'll try a podcast this time. And um, that, that's how Go Hard Chick Podcast was born. I just wanted to continue on with, you know, discussing health and wellness topics, but this time by talking instead of writing. Yep. Right. Well, that's definitely another way to get your message out to people and share some of your life experiences because other people can go through the same thing you have and you have some mutual things to talk about. Yeah. And I, you know, that's why I, I do the podcast because there's a lot of people, women that want to get healthy. They want to do better. They just don't know what to do. There's a lot of women out there that are educated, they're smart, you know, but they don't know. There's a lot they don't know about health and diseases and symptoms they need to look out for and things they can do. And I see them, they look like me, you know, they, they act like me. And so, but they don't have that piece of information that, that they could use. So you know, that's, that's my goal in, in doing this podcast is hoping that I, if, you know, if I can help one person, then, you know, my job is done. That's right. It's all about touching one life at a time. Right. And the crazy part is you don't know when or when that's going to happen. That's true. That is so true. So yep. your next question is how can a woman have a demanding career, but still prioritize self-care and wellness. Yeah, that's, that's hard. Um, because, you know, your career can take a lot out of you. And especially if you, 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 you're married or maybe you're a mother, that's a whole nother dynamic. It is extremely important to create space for yourself and, and make it non-negotiable. As women, a lot of times we are, you know, we might create space and then someone will say, you know, I need you to meet with this client on this, this day. And that was supposed to be the day that you take an hour for yourself. And we'll say, okay, I'll do that. And we just push whatever we were going to do aside. And But if that continues to build up over and over again, that's where the burnout comes. So you, you got to stand firm. If you're taking Friday off, 
you're taking Friday off, you know, (laughs) Um, guard your calendar fiercely. You know, I don't, I don't allow, you know, don't, I'm not talking to 15 clients a day. I'm not doing that. You know, if you know that that's going to overwhelm you or something, then you've got to guard your calendar fiercely, guard your time fiercely and make carve out, just make time for yourself. Even if it's once a month, once a quarter, do something for yourself, whether that's, you know, take a quick trip or, you know, maybe get a hotel room for the weekend, Saturday night or something, just get a massage for yourself. So it's just really about being really aware and, and purposeful and protecting your space and your schedule and carving out that time for yourself. I feel like as adults, we get old, especially we start our own families, married and stuff like that. We tend to lose ourselves in this situation. So, yes, yes, absolutely. And then you look up and you're you're unhappy and you're trying to figure out what went wrong. And it, it really is OK. Like we shouldn't feel guilty for taking time for ourselves. You know, I think the this my generation, what am I, Generation X, I guess? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We were raised by folks that didn't take time for themselves, you know, and were made to feel guilty if they did. Like, I remember when my daughter was very, very young, um, my mom came to help me with her, and my daughter was sick. She had had a fever, um, but she was on the mend, And I would routinely get up early Saturday morning and go work out. And my mom would stay there with her. And so I got up like I normally do. And I I go to the gym and my mom's calling and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm at the gym. Like I always, I mean, I'm always at the gym every Saturday morning. And she was just like, how dare you? You have a sick child. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, she not that sick no more and you're there with her grandma but it was like you know her expectation you know you don't do that you don't get to live you got to be here with this kid right and i felt guilty but then I, i i snapped out of that we have to take that space we cannot feel guilty because we take space like my kid gets 85 percent of me probably more than that so if i take 15 percent 15 percent of my time for me i think that's okay hey man sometimes you gotta take 20 percent sometimes exactly exactly (laughs) as a fellow parent i understand exactly Oh, man, because you don't take that time. You won't be fully functional. You'll be all out whacking your kid looking at you like, you're all right. Yes, and that, that's absolutely right. I have to take the time so I can be a better mom. Right. You know? And you don't want to be, you don't want to resent your kid. You know, you know, like you, I would, my mom would say stuff like, I can't, I can't buy myself nothing because I'm buying stuff for y'all kids. You know. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> 
know, I'm if, if I want to buy myself, I'm gonna buy myself something. You know, like we're not doing that. So it's just creating. You gotta be fierce about creating the space for yourself. You know. Right. I know in your head, you're like, woman, I didn't ask you to buy me nothing. Right. Right. But it was like, you know, they took that on, but then they kind of tried to make us feel guilty for that. And, um, you know, if you want to buy yourself a dress and buy yourself a dress, but, and the kids will be okay. You know? Right. I agree. As long as the kids have their essentials right. and they're fed, they got a roof over their head and everything, they're healthy. That's what matters. Right. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with treating yourself every now and then. Absolutely. <laughs> so your next question is a two-parter. So the first part, how is your relationship with you and your mother today? It's good. It's been a, I'm going to be honest, it's been a road, a rocky road. Um, like I said, I, I, I experienced trauma as a child. And so there was a lot of anger and some level resentment towards her. Um, and so a lot of things I didn't understand. I think a lot of our parents, most people have had something traumatic in their life, period. And if you know you it's generational so you know i realized in how she dealt with me that may have been because of how you know things she experienced in her childhood right right so in, in finally understanding that it allowed me to let whatever anger and resentment i had against her it allowed me to let that go and i have so much peace now so much more peace for her and with her now that I'm in this space and 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 being a mother now and seeing things kind of trying to see things from her perspective too you know yes help me understand where she was coming from a lot of times so yeah my mom my mom lives out here where we are um you know she's got a close relationship with my daughter so, yeah, things are good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cause I know some kids, their relationship with their parents are either hit or miss as they become adults. Cause you start living your own life, and then the parent feels like you're forgetting about them, and they start thinking, "Well, look at all the stuff I did for you when you were a kid, and all that stuff." So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that. Now, my mom has never said that to me. I'm not saying maybe she didn't think it sometimes. You know? <laughs> but- you know, it's hard when you have, when you start to have your own family and your own responsibilities, you know, you don't want to forget about your parents and, and most of us don't, but it's hard to, you know, be as present as you may want to be. Um, right. Because yeah. your family comes first. So Yeah. That's totally understandable. So Part two of this question is, as your child gets older, what are some of the life lessons you want to teach her? I really don't want her. I want her to be free. And what I mean by that is. I want her whatever makes her heart sing. I want her to do that. 
I felt like when I was a child that I had to do or be, you know, a certain thing. You either go to law school or you become a doctor. You know, you had to have a real, quote unquote, real job, a profession. Right. And um, I don't I don't want that for my daughter. And I feel like her generation is there's so many opportunities. You know, you got people, you know, podcasters and YouTubers making more money than doctors. And it's just so many it's opportunities. Crazy. Right. Like it's so many opportunities. Like you don't. Do I want her to go to college? Yes. But if she is a superstar YouTuber, I mean, I, 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 and she didn't want to go. I mean, what am I going to say? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I just want her to be free. I want her to be free to explore. I don't want her to think if I don't do this, what, you know, or if I do that, what will mom say? Obviously, I don't want her to be a criminal. But, no. you know, <laughs> no, and I, you know, like, you know, let's get a decent job. But I want her to explore. So that's really important for me because I didn't feel like I had that freedom. Whether that came from society, my people in my life, my mom, you know, whoever it came from, I just felt like I didn't have that freedom. And I want her to be free with it and, and explore and be creative and, and be her highest and best self. Right. Cause I feel like some parents go wrong when they try to force their child to do something they don't want to do. That's when your child starts to resent you. <laughs> it, it, absolutely. And you know, you look up and you're in a career and you're like, how did I end up here? You know, um, because you felt like that's what you were supposed to do and not what right. you really wanted to do. Yeah, it's like it wasn't your destiny. You were meant to do something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure she's going to turn out fine. Yeah, I hope so. She will. <laughs> so your next question is, Talk about your life-changing trip to Hawaii when you reunited with some of your childhood friends. So, yeah, that was my brother's wedding. And, um, you know, he invited people there that I, had, I hadn't seen since I was a child, you know, since I left Gary, Indiana and went off to college. And so I was in a bad place then. That's when I was, like, stressed out and overweight and anxiety and um my god sister was there and i hadn't seen her and she's she's about four years older than me but she looked amazing she looked like she was 40 but she looked like she was 20 right and i'm like looking at myself like what in the world <laughs> <laughs> and so i i just started talking to her and she's like yeah you know i i live an active life i like run the trail and she was always active in you know high school you know on this team and that team but as an adult she just continued to do that and that really inspired me seeing her and I, 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 I left Hawaii and I came back home and I said you know I'm going to start making some changes and that's what led me to get into to health and fitness 
That's dope. You never realize when you go meet up with certain people you haven't seen in a while and you think about your life like, hmm, what can I do to improve? What am I happy with or I'm not happy with? It's crazy. Right, right. It's it's crazy that you say you're from Gary, Indiana, the same place as the Jacksons and the rapper Freddie Gibbs. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Gary, Indiana. That's awesome. So your last question is, how does one incorporate mindful eating in their busy daily life? Well... The biggest thing is you just got to slow down. Like, I really think about, and this might not be sexy, but I think about what I'm going to eat before I eat it. Okay. And I make sure that I plan things. Like, I, I try to make, I try to avoid eating out as much as possible because majority of the time that there's nothing good there. Yeah, even in the restaurants that we think are quote unquote healthy. So I, on a day to day basis, if I go into the office, for example, I'm going to bring my lunch. You know, I plan out what I'm going to eat for dinner. If I work from home, if I'm working remotely, you know, I cook. So, you know, mindful eating is going to start with just having a plan, right? right? And then when the food is in front of you, just slowing down and taking your time and thinking about like, okay, is this really what I need to be eating? And then as you start to eat it, just paying attention to how your body feels. Are you full or are you just eating because, you know, a lot of times we just eat because it's social. You're not really hungry. (laughs) You know, (laughs) it's just like, oh, it's French fries. Let's eat it. You know, so it's, paying attention to things like that paying attention to how your body feels are you really hungry or are you just eating so it's just slowing it down a little bit you know and being thoughtful yeah yeah it's very important to pay attention how your body feels after you do certain activities (laughs) absolutely because you can have a lot of energy, you can have no energy, it can be all in between. It, absolutely. So, at this point in the pod, I always turn it over to my guests, and you can ask me any question that you want. Well, Desmond, tell me yeah. about you. What why do you want to know? Why did you start this podcast? Oh, man. So that's the most popular question I'm always asking. <laughs> well, doggone it. I'm asking something that somebody else has already asked. No, it's all good. So for me, because um, I love listening to a variety of different podcasts before I even started this thing, I like to listen to sports, finance, business, uh, even sometimes uh, thrillers, whatever. Uh, catches my interest. I like to soak up as much information as I can on topics I don't know about. So as for me starting this podcast thing on my end, it started out as a hobby when I'll just practice like interviewing like some of my friends to see how it would turn out. So the more and more did I started doing this, I started liking it. And then I got the idea to start interviewing people 
from walks of life around the world who had different career jobs, um, dreams, and they tell me about their life stories. And I was interested in that type of stuff. So it just built into something I love now to do. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, isn't it? What I love about it is exactly what you said. I've had the opportunity to talk to people that I may have never had the opportunity to talk to ever. Right. And so part of the me doing my podcast is selfish <laughs> because I just enjoy talking to these people and learning from them. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's almost addictive because, like I said, you, you get to just explore and learn. Like, I'm a I'm a huge podcast fan myself, like you like you. Nice. I love listening to podcasts and you learn so much. But, you know, when I started my own, I didn't really realize how much it would affect me personally and give me the opportunity to, to meet people from all over. And, you know, you create almost a bond. You stay in contact with some of them. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You never know how it turns out until you look back at it. It's like, oh, man, this really uh, I feel like I made a difference today or I learned something new today. It all comes together. Yeah, and it's conversation. I feel like we have lost the art of conversation, you know, because everybody's hidden behind their phones or their computers. You know, they're on Facebook. I mean, we're typing, but we're not really talking. Right. The human factor, human exactly. element. Exactly. So I feel like podcasting gives at least me the opportunity to, you know, have a conversation with people. Right. You start getting comfortable and then the more comfortable you get, you can start opening up more to others. So. Right. Right. So, yes, that's pretty much why I do this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Absolutely. This is as of today, this is the 120 episode. So. Like you're grinding. I'm way behind you. <laughs> Oh, you got this. You got this. You got the personality. You got the story. You got everything. Yeah, I just got to. It's just hard trying to be. I'm trying to be more consistent. Well, and I have been this year, you know, and not let outside things, you know, keep me from recording. So, yeah. Right. I understand. Like, I just started back today recently um, podcasting because I took a month off because. Right now, I'm focused on work, and a lot of people don't know this, but on the low, I've been um, taking classes because I'm trying to get certified, be personal trainer, and get a certificate for uh, CPR as well. So, yay! Yeah, not many people know that. So, I'm yeah. starting this week. I've been starting my exams and stuff. So, that's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I've been grinding, man. And also I'm a YouTube uh, content creator, which is funny. So, Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. I got to, I have a YouTube page, but I haven't done much with it. I, sometimes I feel overwhelmed, but I, that's another one of my goals is to try to, you know, put out different types of content out there. Uh, you got a lot to offer. So I'm sure that YouTube channel is going to go crazy. I hope so. 
<laughs> she said it better. <laughs> oh man. So before we wrap this episode up, is there any last message you would like to leave with the listeners? Do you have anything new coming up in the future? Also, do you want to share your social media handles as well? Sure. So you can find me at Go Hard Chick on Instagram. I'm um, also have a personal page on Instagram. It's Chris K R I S Elise A L I S E Fit. Uh, I've got a Facebook page where I put a lot of content on there about health and wellness. Um, my podcast is Go Hard Chick on all major platforms. I even have a website, gohardchick.com. I do offer um, personal uh, health coaching services. I probably will do a group session maybe October-ish. So if folks, you know, visit my website, you can sign up for my email list. And so you can stay in the know about that or just check out my, you know, social media pages where I'll announce it. But I do take, um, you know, one-on-one individual clients. Um, now as well but the biggest thing listen to the podcast if you're into health and wellness stuff y'all better do it because i know i'm following the pod after i'm done recording so well thank you very much sir and Uh, i I can't wait to see all of your journey as you become a personal trainer oh man i'm excited (laughs) right right (laughs) so i just want to say Thank you for accepting my invitation, Crystal, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. I'm so honored that you asked me, and this was a lot of fun. I'm in the hot seat this time. I mean, I try to make my (laughs) guests feel comfortable when they come on, so you can just be your true, authentic self. So, Yeah, that's important. Absolutely, because there'll be some people that will come on to the podcast. They'll be like, well, how many views are you going to get from this? How can I promote this, that, and the third? It's like, come on, man. I ask you, come on to tell your life story. <laughs> yeah, I don't really care about all of that. I just um, I just like sharing, you know. But that's the thing. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> keep, keep, keep doing your thing, you know. Right. I appreciate it. you keep doing yeah. your thing as well. All right. Well, you have a good rest of your evening. Enjoy your weekend ahead. You too. And thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.